everyone watching has just witnessed my genius. So oh. I've now got us live on Facebook. Welcome to oh. Anvil Live at Five on Facebook. Welcome. We've been live for <laughs> 10 minutes. I don't even know. Surely. Yeah, 10 minutes. 13 minutes on Instagram. It took me so. 13 minutes to fucking get us live on. Oh. Nathan's had some technical difficulties, but the genius that he is, he has solved them. Yeah. Uh, everything is running what I assume is smoothly now. We'll be yes. talking shit for the next 47 minutes. Mm. If you have any questions, send them through. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we were talking about our shitty um, Maccas and pizza-filled diets from the past week. Yeah. It was um, filthy. We tend to cover more nutrition on this than I ever thought we would. Yeah, <laughs> I never thought we'd talk too much about nutrition. And now it seems to be like all our bad nutrition keeps <laughs> getting brought up. Yeah. So stop judging us, Instagram and Facebook. We're doing our best. It's you know? nice to learn. Yeah. Um, but I think Uber Eats is really dangerous like that. Like you get all these choices. Well, I don't have a download on my phone. They one, bring it to your door. Yeah. One, because like it makes it so much more expensive to oh, get delivered. Way more expensive. So I can never justify it. Um, if anyone's listening, put in the chat how much money you have spent on an Uber Eats delivery before. I don't think Mordura has it, do you, Brett? Oh, that's right. We that's spent a, over $120. On <laughs> but... For within reason, it was thirty bucks. Oh, I actually haven't paid you back for that either. <laughs> I did it straight away. So. It was thirty bucks each for four people's worth of Mexican food. So, and if you are wondering, thirty dollars is a lot of Mexican. Brett said, "What did we train today?" Actually, yeah, that's something we haven't talked about. What did we train? We did upper body accessories. Today? Our Monday at the moment on this current program is uh, accessory work for after a heavy bench workout. So our Sunday is um, basically maxing out on some kind of bench press variation. It's like max doubles. Yeah, yeah, so we worked up to some heavy doubles. Uh, we just basically stood in awe of Dan's bench press strength. Me and Nathan tried to keep up, <laughs> failed miserably. Um, it's just a one try. What have I missed here? I oh, know Brett said, yeah, no, no, no Uber Eats here. Uh, no, no Hero said $45. Oh, wow. Oh, that's pretty decent. Uh, mm. And 91 Tay said, and they got delivered to the wrong address. Yeah, classic Uber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember that time we scammed Domino's by yeah. by accident? This really need to go on the. <laughs> oh, what are they going to? What's Domino's going to do? Chase us down, break our kneecaps? Like, <laughs> hey, send, it's send those guys. Pizzas, yeah, they like they sent it somewhere, which maybe just took ages. I can't remember, but it was like at two different stores. Mm. So we called up the other store and like, hey, we think they were having technical difficulties. They were having difficulties, and we're like, yeah. we called them like, hey, you, you know, you messed up. Can we have this? And like, oh yeah. And apparently, Domino's has like a a threshold it's like if it, the order is below this amount you can kind of just like yeah whatever right. otherwise they yeah check. like their staff has permission to just be yeah, like it's, cool. yeah. it's known as waste of time yeah. yeah yeah otherwise they will actually check it more thoroughly but i think yeah. ours i think dva has it too <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> uh, just give him just give him 10 grand yeah just give him 10 grand. i think uh, it's like anything under 100 bucks they'll yeah. basically say they just pay it yeah whatever yeah then, yeah, then we got like double our order and we both all had like two huge pizzas each. Yeah, so naturally we ate them all in one sitting. Yes. Like idiots. Because I'm an animal. <laughs> Never know what my next meal is going to be. Yeah. So. Well, that's exactly right. And, and you're like a, did we finish a wolf. the training we did today? We did not. No. So our Mondays are accessory days. Um, we tend to uh, go a bit lighter. Uh, we tend to work sets for time rather than for reps. Uh, so we're looking at pushing ourselves and and challenging the muscles but in a different way that we, than we would do on one of our heavy days. So, you know, on the heavy days, we're really trying to get heavy singles because we need to put ourselves under 
a large amount of weight to get used to moving that kind of weight. But it doesn't need to be for a huge amount of reps because we're not trying to develop muscular hypertrophy there. We're trying to develop a strong neural connection, uh, get our bodies used to handling, you know, heavy weight and um, and build strength in the process through a whole range of sets or whatever. Speaking of neural collection, connection. Yeah, fucking uh, latest, yeah. latest on Elon, Elon Musk. Elon, uh, Elon's Neuralink. baby boy, Nathan Barnes, is about to drop a <laughs> No, I think it would be actually really interesting on what he will be able to do with strength because yeah, he in his thing he said like he'll be able to basically fix um what's it called brain um Par- when you can't paraplegic, paraplegic and quadriplegic, quadriplegic yeah, yeah. Mm, he said right. they'll be able to yeah walk perfectly fine again he said even better maybe well so, the issue with so quadriplegics and paraplegics Wait, is a so break in the spine. So how would how would he make them walk better than before? Well, that's what I mean. Like right. maybe he can do neurological paths better. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if the, you haven't uh, seen it, it's two hours. It's pretty long, but Joe Rogan, it's Elon Musk, latest episode, insane. If you want to know about the watch. future, um, yes. Well, that's so. Your body has a nervous system in it basically like um i guess if you imagine like a bunch of little wires going to all your different muscles little tentacles you know so if you want to do things with your hands and your feet whatever that's your brain sending a bunch of little electrical impulses to cause contractions right in different muscles the contraction makes the muscle bend or contract basically and um and it sends little signals to other ones to relax you know so that you can move things and the more you do one thing the better that connection gets. It's like um, it's like the more you use it, the more copper wiring is laid in that one pathway so that the conductivity of that particular pathway just gets better and better and better. So if Elon reckons he can put a fucking little chip in your brain and repair the spinal cord, which is the more important part, is the basically the bit that the electrical signals go down, mm. then it would be a process of sending those signals properly so that's what happens when you say you have a stroke and you need to learn relearn how to walk it's he because said that you, too he'd be able to basically counteract strokes and yeah as soon as this thing sensed one coming on just like send a signal out counteract it and <laughs> you wouldn't have a stroke yeah so i mean if that's possible that's sick but you know your brain is a bunch of electrical activity in different places um all through those neuro those connections between neurons the same thing all those connections need to be built so like the example is when we're bench pressing or whatever, and this is exactly what we're trying to do when we're lifting really heavy weights, is we're trying to teach that connection that does the lower and the contract, tells the lats to fire at a certain time, tells the triceps how to lock out. It, It's building that pathway. So you have to do it over and over and over again. So if you don't do enough volume, you know it's not going to happen. And then if you don't do it with enough weight, you're not teaching your brain to handle those kind of loads either. So that's why you have to, if you are trying to lift really heavy weight, you have to lift heavy weight. You can't do, you know, people might say, oh, I could um, do one rep at a thousand kilos or I could do 10 reps at a hundred kilos. I've still lifted a thousand kilos, Mm. right? It doesn't work that way. I can't go into the gym and lift 10, do 10 reps at a hundred kilos bench press put a thousand kilos on the bar mm. and suddenly be able to bench press a thousand kilos. Mm. Do you think that's also ties into maybe some flaws with velocity based training? Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know velocity based training, 
has to do with um, moving a submaximal lo load or like um, not your yeah, yeah not your one RM um, with maximal speed basically. So um, the idea behind that is that you can't lift heavy weights slow. You have to lift them as fast as possible. Right. The issue is you put a huge amount of weight on the bar. It's not going to look very fast. <laughs> you know, you have to be able to push. And if you can only push for like one second, you know, if I put 60 kilos on the bar and I can lift it really fucking fast, but that takes one second, then when I get under the bar, I'm, and that might be 300 kilos worth of force, for example. Right? Put 300 kilos on the bar and I've got one second of push, but mm. then it's going to take six seconds to lift that fucking weight. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't cross over. Mm. So... That's why there needs to be a balance. You can't just lift light loads quickly and expect to get good at lifting heavy weights. You also can't um, do just heavy singles and expect to uh, develop a very good neurological connection. Yeah. Because if I went into the gym and I just did uh, as many heavy, as many singles as I could at the heaviest weight I could possibly lift. So let's say I'm doing a 200 kilo squat. I'm going to go in the gym and I'm just going to squat that 200 kilos once a bunch of times. I'll Before I get totally fucked, I'll probably get it out like five, six, maybe times. You know, we're talking absolute maximal weight. It's You're getting five reps, you know. that's Five reps is not enough to stimulate mm. your body to go, okay, we need to adapt to this, we need to change. You know, and you need multiple sets of multiple reps. And this is what I talk about in my latest article. If you want to force your muscles to adapt... You need volume as well as weight. So the art of creating a good training program, the science, is to find the volume somebody needs to lift an ideal amount of weight, and there's formulas and stuff out there for that, and then get them to lift it in a way that works best for them. So for powerlifting, you want to hit as many first reps as possible. So Brian said g'day. Hey, Brian. G'day, Brian. Uh, yeah, so if you want to you get as many first reps as possible because on the platform you only get one rep. Yeah, you're not going to be a very good powerlifter if your best rep of every set is the third one, because you don't get the third one on the platform. You just get one. Um, so you might structure your program if you need to do 24 total reps of bench press. You might do eight sets of three rather than three sets of eight, because you're getting lots of first reps. Um, but if you're looking purely for uh, muscular volume and to develop sarcoplasmic hypertrophy, which is muscle size. Uh, you would you could do it as three sets of eight because you need to push the muscles to the point of fatigue over and over again to force the muscle to use more and more muscle fibers. And that does play a part in developing a neural connection that gets better and better. But what it also does is, you know, the muscle goes, I can't just use the normal amount of fibers that I would use norm like to lift this mm. weight. You know, you've forced me to use more. And that's where smaller rest breaks um have their place as well because if you do a set of eight and that's i guess almost a failure but then you spend 10 minutes recovering and then you go and do that eight again you're not achieving what you need to achieve you need to have an like only enough rest so that your body is forced to use more muscle fiber than it would originally to do that lift and that's why you might find let's say we put a weight on the bar that you can do eight for your first set quite easily but then the next set that eight is quite difficult because the rest break is only short is only long enough that your muscles can't re recover properly mm. 
So there's a lot to take into consideration when it when you're trying to build a program like that, especially if you are thinking about things like velocity-based training, which has its place, but is not the be all and end all of weight training. Yeah. You know, so like and it's great for providing a new stimulus. You know, if you mm. just lift straight weight for fucking like two years and you find that you're starting to plateau a little bit, do some velocity-based training where you use lighter weights but you're lifting them faster and that's just tempo work. You know, that's yeah. the same as like let's say I was to walk into a gym and get someone to do three-second eccentrics. That could be classed as velocity-based training. The velocity is just slow, right? <laughs> compared to getting someone to do like a controlled eccentric with a really explosive accent, uh, concentric, yeah. then it's still tempo work. It's just slightly different. So, um, yeah, that's, I don't know where we, how we started on that. I um, think I, I asked about velocity based training, yeah. um, to do with, uh, cause there yeah, it's a lot of sub maximal stuff just yeah. fast. And you asked if, um, the lack of heavy stuff in someone that's very velocity based. Yeah. And like, I guess it depends on what you want too. Like if I want to move from point A to point B really, really fucking quickly, I need to practice moving quickly. You know, you're not going to put hundred kilos on your back and then try and do it again. You might increase the load slightly. So sub maximal weights mm. and then do that same action. But a lot of the time, and a lot of people, especially the raw powerlifting community when it comes to Louis teaching on speed work, just write it off completely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need it, you know, um, because a lot of it comes from Olympic lifting where you do need speed. Yeah. Like you need to be able to build really explosive power to get a large weight to move very quickly. Yeah. So even once they're during, like they have this explosive force that goes out real, yeah. real snappy and then even between that and the catch there is still snappy like yeah. everything they do is moving with a purpose yeah whereas powerlifting you kind of just yeah and the thing with olympic lifting is you have to be able to move like build up some speed in the weight because you need it to for example in the first and second pull you need it to get as high off the ground as possible and you need the weight to continue traveling while you get under it Right, so when you're bashing it with your legs, yeah, and you're pulling the weight up, there's yeah, a point. Third pull, yeah, you. there's a. Oh right, so there's a point here where the weight is moving up, and you're not pulling it. Mm. You're getting under it, right? Yeah. So that's why you need speed. You need to be able to build that weight up, um, so that it continues moving to give you time to get under it. Mm. There's none of that in powerlifting. No, I guess the crossover is just the um, force generation. Yes. Yeah. But you can do very similar things with um, slow, twitch, slow twitch muscle fibers. Mm. You look at someone like Mara, for example, yeah. there's nothing fast about the way he lifts weights. No. But he is very good at moving a weight over a long period of time, which is great for powerlifting because, you know, the eccentric might take anywhere between two to four seconds. Yeah. And then the concentric could take anywhere from one to six seconds, depending on how fucking heavy it is. So there's no point being able to lift a really heavy load for one second and make it move as fast as possible if 
you are still going to have to be pulling for another yeah. five seconds. Well, the average time for, say, like a deadlift is um, for a max lift is, well, like four to eight seconds yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and if there's any powerlifters out there watching or whatever, and you're not training to push for a certain period of time, uh, which most people would call time under tension, but we can argue about that later. Mm. <laughs> um, you should be because there's no point, and I saw it today. I had a client come in um, to do some bench press work mm. and he got through, I think he was working through a set of 10. You know, he got to number nine or something and the weight came down and it just stopped and he just went, no. Nah. I don't have it anymore. Yeah. You know? But there's no attempt, right? There's no, and I can tell, you know, I can look at someone and go, no, you're just not fucking pushing. Yeah. Right. And I know that the human body is capable of pushing something for a longer period of time than just, eh. yeah. You know, and you'll be, I mean, you can attest to this when you do the deadlift, you know, there's probably times when you stop pulling slightly too early. Yeah, definitely. Because in your head, you're going, ah, it's not moving. Yeah, and so, I can think of other times where I have kept pulling and then I start to feel it move. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, it's actually moving. So yeah. I get that, I guess, that confidence boost back yeah. up. But, um, yeah, started, uh, it's basically giving up too early. Yeah. yeah, and your body is capable of generating huge amounts of force, mm. right? Like if you could send all of the electricity in your fucking brain down to one muscle in one hit and that pathway was clear enough and fucking developed enough to facilitate that, you could probably fucking do some real damage to your body. You know, you yeah. might snap bones because of how hard you could make your fucking muscles contract. So pain exists and there's a bunch of systems in your body that exist to stop you from breaking your own yeah. fucking bones when you contract your muscles. A lot of weight training is teaching your brain to contract harder and developing the bone density under heavy load so that your muscles will actually do what they're fucking told rather than just going, oh, no, 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 I'm going to hurt myself if I try to push that mm. too hard. So that's why a lot of, you know, that's why a lot of powerlifters need to do really low rep, really high weight work because they need to teach their fucking subconscious brain that it's okay to have that weight on your back and things aren't going to start falling apart. Yeah, That's why you also have to do progressive overload. You can't just put 500 kilos on your back and try for one. If you don't get it, just keep trying, <laughs> you know, because your bones aren't used to that. You do have to develop bone density, tendon fucking strength, you know, all this other stuff that's going to prevent things from tearing under that kind of weight. So it's a fine line between my muscle being able, like me being flooded with adrenaline and being able to flip a fucking car off a dying child, which there's, I mean, there's any number of stories about mothers, you know, these like 40 kilo women being able to lift a car up off their kid because they're so full of adrenaline. Yeah, I'd say that's a big mindset thing too. Yeah. It's like even lifters, they have to be in certain mindsets and different mindsets work for different people. Like you yeah. see the guys smashing their head on the bar yeah. and getting amped up and then, but for me, it's like I just... One of the guys like today was pump. like smacking his face, oh, there you go. Yeah. pumping himself up for, can't remember what it was, but... You know, getting really ready to do it. Whereas for me, I yeah, I lift at quite a like low level stimulation. Like, yeah, I like to clear my head. Yeah. Not, um, well, I guess maybe they are clearing their head. Maybe hyper focusing, but that's just yeah. their way of doing. But I find I can clear my head by just being like yeah controlled. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's such and I mean this is there's scientific studies on this. You can Google it and look it up. But basically, there is a ideal level of neural stimulation mm. for certain activities 
you know, and if you're hyper-stimulated, even when it comes to weightlifting, if you are too stimulated, you can't do, your brain can't send signals properly. You know, things get jumbled or they get sent too slow or it's not taking the normal pathways that it would take or it's just not working right. It's like um, you can look at certain levels of heart rates and blood pressure compared to fine motor skills and like well, when they start to deteriorate. That's what I was going to say, yeah, you lose, it's your gross motor skills you generally keep. Yeah. Um, the you know you could walk still but yeah. then if you try and do something yeah you know maybe you could you wouldn't be able to like a flip a coin yeah yeah so hyper stimulation affects the body in a sense that you know let's say for a fucking i don't know we'll use bench press because we've been talking about it a little bit and it is probably the most technical of the lifts but if you're hyper stimulated and you need to remember to engage the lats on the unrack or even before the unrack mm. get your back tight properly get the shoulder blades back and down um, tuck the or put enough drive through the legs that you're nice and tight and then unrack the bar and engage the lats on the unrack lowering with the lats rather than the arm i mean this is a lot of shit to remember yeah. you know and ideally we want to get it to a point where you've done it so many times you're not thinking through yeah this. we've got what's called um muscle memory yeah or unconscious it. expertise or what mm. you know um but in the point between mastery in quotation marks, and beginner, there's a lot of fucking reps that need to be done a certain way to develop that, you know, yeah. pic picture-perfect bench press. Even if you're not at mastery level, you probably have certain cues that stimulate certain thought processes, right? So, like, um, for a lot of people, it could be chest up or it could be tuck the chin or it could be, you know, bend the bar, whatever it might be, pull the bar apart on the way back up, you know, or push through the feet all these different cues and what's what that's doing is it's reminding the person okay i've made it through one part Corey of the said lift. unconscious competence there we go unconscious oh, thank you, competence <laughs> perfect um big words <laughs> yeah and so before you make it to that stage which is like fucking thousands of hours oh, yeah, of practice thousands, you know yeah. it takes a long time you're always learning and even once you make it to unconscious competence that's unconscious competence at a your technique yeah you know which might not be the best technique well so say so on the topic of um building neural pathways and you know developing a certain way of moving yeah you know you can see when people try and slightly change things yeah um, we watched a video not long ago of a powerlifting uh professional powerlifter going and doing some Olympic weightlifting lifts yeah. with some Olympic weightlifters. And you could say the setup for the deadlift and say a clean, yeah. uh, you know, not that different yeah. from, you know, unless you know the differences. They're very different realistically. Yeah. But if you don't know, they look quite similar because you're just bending and pick up a bar that's at your shins. Yeah. And you see the she tries to make the changes that are necessary to do a good um, clean. Yeah. And it's like her body is fighting her yeah. because she's so used to doing it one way because she's built that connection, built that yeah. rhythm, that movement, um, that her body just doesn't know how to do it any other way or isn't good at doing it any yeah. other way. It's like watching, um, what are those marionettes? It's like yeah. watching a bloody <laughs> marionette try and yeah. do something. Like, and this is like a professional powerlifter, you know, she's mm. a skilled athlete. Yeah. And then you give her the same shaped bar mm. with the same fucking sized weights on it. And you say, okay, now you're going to bring your knees forward a little mm, bit more. Knees forward. Your butt's going to come down. Yeah. You know, said, the chest is going to go up. And suddenly you've just completely fucked everything. Corey said, actually, it'd be subconscious. You haven't passed out yet. 
Oh, true. Yeah. If you're, if you're unconscious, yeah. yeah, you probably aren't functioning very well. <laughs> so unconscious competence is once you've deadlifted and you forgot to breathe <laughs> and you succeeded in the deadlift, but you're now passed out on the ground. <laughs> That's my you're new definition for yeah. unconscious competence. Um, I guess we can kind of <laughs> see it in me with the face pulls that we're doing the other day. Yeah. Mm. Me trying, my brain trying to figure out how to relax the... Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't like relaxing your and, traps. Um, yeah. yeah. And even the, we were doing it with my erectors when we had the kettlebell over the box. Yeah. Remember how my back was really struggling to like yeah. do those? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, and everyone has it. You know, you might think you don't have this thing or whatever, like you're not set in certain ways, but you are. Literally yeah. since childbirth, you've been moving in a certain way, talking in a certain way or whatever, and those neural pathways are being built up. And the way the brain works is... It's only got so much area, right? It's mm. only got so much RAM in computer terms. Yeah. It can only do so much at one time, right? And Elon, when Elon tells you exactly how much RAM your brain has. Oh, there you go. <laughs> if you watch it. And it's, you know, the brain is capable of some pretty incredible stuff, but what it isn't great at is learning new things, right? So when it learns new things, it needs to dedicate a lot of the space up here to that task. What that means is there's not a lot of space left over to do other things, right? And as you get better at that one thing that you're learning, less and less space needs to be dedicated to it. That space is, you know, still there's only a certain amount. So the better you get at something, the less um, less space to take up. So driving is a really good example. When you're learning to drive, you're fucking using your whole brain, mm. you're panicking, you're looking at everything, everything's hyper-stimulated. You know, you're probably being extra safe because you don't want to fucking hit anything you're in this fucking like two-ton vehicle and it's all fucked you know but as you get better and better at driving to the point where you're an adult and you've been driving to fucking 10 years or something you're doing it every day basically you probably notice and i mean most of you could probably notice if you're driving right now you're probably not all that focused on the road no you no know, you don't need to be in fact i remember there are a lot of times when i would drive and I would leave work and I would get home and I don't really remember yeah. Yeah, it's all what the fuck's happened because I was just zoned out. Mm. Because you can be. You can have an entirely separate thought process with some, with a skill that's hardwired. Mm. You know, it's only a tiny portion of the brain that's lighting up. Now, let's say the next day you get into a car and you're driving on the opposite side of the road, big lights going off in the brain. Yeah. You know, but give it a little bit more practice. It's a relatively familiar skill. It's going to shrink quite quickly. Mm. You know, but if we try to do something like uh, learn a new language or like we do in the gym, powerlifting, where you're taking someone who's probably done a few squats before, maybe in the gym, maybe knows how to just sit down onto a fucking chair. You know, it's a pretty familiar movement. And then we put a barbell on their back and we say, you need to grip it like this. The back needs to be tight. The chest needs to be up. You know, you need to be pushing out with the feet at the same time. We're hinging at the hips, sitting back, all this stuff. And they're going, fuck, I thought I knew how to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> this brain, the brain is going wild, you know, yeah. it's, everything's lit up until you get to a point where only a certain amount of stuff. And then you can start focusing on other little things like, you know, that's why we start with, I just need you to sit on this box yeah. and stand back up again. And then after fucking six months, we can go, okay, the back's not tight enough. You know, we need to start working on pulling the shoulder blades even further together because the brain's, it's figured the squat out or it's squat out. Now we can give it a bit more stimulus mm. and say, okay, now tighten the shoulder blades. Now drive out with the legs, whatever. Another way to trick it into doing these things is, 
Uh, you might have seen someone put band around the knees when they're squatting. Yeah. So instead of making somebody think about their knees, you just force the muscles to turn on. Mm. So that's another way to build perfect te- or better technique without asking the brain to do a million different things. So something like that, is your brain learning how to do it? Yeah, well, it's developing a neural pathway that it's saying, okay, there's a there's something around my knees. I can feel that on the skin. I need to, if I cave, I can't squat properly. Mm, yeah, it's more like reactionary. It's yeah. reacting to external stimulus as opposed to you forcing it to yeah. it internally. But yeah. for my knees to stay out, my brain has to send, and if you can do it right now, if you push yeah. your knees out, my brain has to send a signal to my glutes mm. to tighten because that's mm. the muscles that. So what we need to do in the squat is tighten the glutes to keep the knees out. But if you can do that in a way, I mean, it could be as simple as shoving a taser into both butt cheeks <laughs> and turning it on a little simple. bit. Yeah. That's going to stimulate the glutes as well. But we're not trying to fucking maim people when we're yeah. in the gym. Plus, if their glutes are on the whole time, they're probably not going to be able to squat. <laughs> but, you know, there are ways to do a bunch of different things at once, mm. but this is why you need to take things relatively slow. You can't expect someone to pick up Spanish on day one. Mm. Yeah. You can't expect someone to pick up perfect squatting on day one and bench press, whatever. It's the same for anything. Um, and there is another funny thing about uh, learning new skills, though, is when you are, like you were saying before, hyper-focused, mm trying to do all these different things, these new things at once, uh, the more you do that, the more open your brain becomes to learning other new stuff. So um, if you are spending an hour a day at a gym learning powerlifting or whatever, or you're spending an hour a day learning a new language or like you do, you're learning new software constantly or whatever, you start to get really good at learning new things. Mm. So you could do your software stuff or spend an hour learning the language and then go and read a book and you will retain the information, mm. you know, a chapter of a book. No, it's going to read, you know, 500 pages <laughs> and sitting. But you'll retain that information from the book quite well, much better than if you weren't in a state where your, yeah. um, your brain's turned on to learn. So there's a few hacks there that, you know, you can explore. You know, there's a bunch of books you can read on it. Yeah, I guess like up. I think I was saying in one of our podcasts recently, if I don't, do some kind of like mental activity if i'm mm. not learning something for yeah. a while i start to feel more dormant in the brain yeah and, and that's how i did feel i yeah. did in Legit. like a few years into the military into mm. infantry i just yeah. sat there like i feel like i'm getting dumber well, yeah. Was, yeah well you do because yeah. you just get told to yeah. do everything there's yeah. no and unless like i had that feeling in my brain up until kind of like promotion actually to start to think and yeah. do things. yeah that was probably when like you jump on a promotion course and it kind of like sparks a little bit more. But... Yeah. And th- I mean, this is an interesting one. The better you get at the things you do every day, the worse you get at learning to do anything mm, new ever yeah. again. Right. And this is why old people uh, like struggle so much to do very basic shit is because their brains have spent fucking 80 years learning to do everything they do every day the same way Mm. you know so they'll sit down and they'll use the knife and fork exactly the same way every time you know they write the same way so all these and usually with a job you know you find a lot of people spend many years in a career especially older generations would spend fucking long time in one career right Mm. there's not so they get very used to doing a version of the same thing over and over and over again for a point where you get to like 80 years and this is they've started to develop some research showing that you know things like strokes 
and Alzheimer's and stuff is related to this because their brain has gone into standby mode. Mm, yeah. Their brain's going, oh, you don't use me to, you don't stimulate me properly anymore. They're using like this little bit here, tiny, like they're so good at fucking driving that it's just this tiny little thing, you know, or they're really good at writing letters so that, you know, their handwriting never changes. Um, and so they found that you can take uh, stroke victims, you can take people with Alzheimer's and stuff like that, and you can put them on these computer programs that do things like teach them a new language or make them write with their left hand or do tasks that they've never done before in their life. And it starts to actually reverse the effects on the brain of mm. aging. So, and I mean, that applies to anyone. They say, oh, I know you get too old, you can't learn new things. Mm. It's not true. It's you just, yeah. it's just really hard. So you need to work really hard to do it. I'd say a tip for anyone that wants to try, I guess like you could as a test activity or a way to get your brain to think a little bit more while you do things. Um, so in Western culture, we're taught to look left to right. It's, yeah. how, it's how we read. It's how we do everything. Yeah. Um, if you try and do something from right to left, you will pay much more attention. We're told this in the army when you're doing patrolling, mm. when you're scanning things, they say look right to left because you hyper-focus because yeah. your brain isn't used to doing that and that crosses over to a lot of things. Yep, down to up rather yep. than up to down. Yeah. You know, and I mean, this is a good one for anyone that's fucking bored on picket or you just mm. want to do some dumb shit every day to mm. make yourself better. Try to write the alphabet out with your left or your other hand once a day until you're fucking like people will say, oh, no, I'm right handed. Like that's the be all and end all of your fucking hands. <laughs> no, <laughs> you've just learnt to write one way. Mm. You might be right side dominant because of how you grew up. But, you know, it's like there isn't a lot genetic about this. You don't mm. fucking get born and you go, uh, get right hand, fucking I'm going to write my name now. <laughs> I'm just going to fucking scroll this. No, you just happen to do one thing or the other over and over again until you get good at it. So fucking you want to be ambidextrous, put it in your left hand. And you look at like um, shooters are a great example of this. If you practice enough, you'll get just as good with your left hand as you will with your right hand. I mean, soccer players, there's another one. You can, there's some people that can kick really well with both feet. They just practice enough with both sides. Yeah. You know, you shoot your pistol with your left hand just as much with the right, you're going to get really good at shooting a pistol with both hands. Yeah. I remember a dude, he said um, he was left handed and then he's joined the military, but he was right eye dominant. Mm. So he couldn't see properly through his left side so we yeah. had to learn by the other side so it was just an example that you can switch and learn and get just as yep. good with the other side and interestingly enough eye dominance if you don't have any injuries in your eyes mm. is a brain function yeah because it's just seeing through one eye more than the other because that's how you've focused your whole life yeah so that's something that can be worked on and changed over time obviously it's not going to ever be perfect but you can practice more with one and the other and start to balance stuff out. You know, it's the same in the gym. We do a lot of bilateral movements and inevitably my right side will take over at certain points and my left side because that's just how I've done things for my entire life. So to equalize that strength and ensure I don't get any injuries, we then go and do a lot of unilateral movements mm -hmm. or movements with dumbbells or, um, you know, stuff that inquires that uh, requires the activation of more stabilizers so that we're not developing these huge imbalances and weaknesses and stuff. Because if yeah. you get under a heavy bar and your right side is significantly stronger than your left and you put yourself in a compromising position, injury, you know, straight away. So you have to be able to train both unilaterally and bilaterally if you want to be as successful as possible and safe mm. and not get hurt, all that sort of stuff. 
So it's, I mean, it's a case of if you're willing to put the time and effort in, you can yeah. become quite good at using the other side of your body, for example. But while you're doing that, your brain is getting better and better at learning things. And I wouldn't be surprised if you do this shit that your IQ goes up at the same time. So a lot of people think that IQ is set in stone. It is not. You know, IQ was, seems it's most time IQ is something people do online and then brag about. Yeah, yeah don't do that. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking dumb. Like everyone has the capacity to learn, some just better than others. Yeah. Or everyone has the capacity to learn, some are just more, um, you know, academically based, others are more. Um, and I think it's it's generally about what you enjoy. You can read that to your sister. Oh, <laughs> oh God, what does she want? And the white background doesn't There help. are correlations between handedness and brain hemisphere dominance, but you can actually teach yourself how to be ambidextrous, change brain connections through practice and reinforcement. Yeah. So, you know, and that's correct. You can be either way. You're mm. fine. Um, but it's a matter of putting the effort in, you know, and you say some people are more academic than others. That's because you do what you're good at, right? Yeah. So, like, if I am in school and I enjoy that environment and I um, and I do well and I'm rewarded for all this, you know, I'm constantly being told, oh, congratulations, good job, this is really good, I'm going to be drawn towards stuff for the rest of my life that gives me that same, those brain chemicals. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be drawn towards more of an academic response because that's, what works for me i know i i can do this well but that's i mean that's another reason why i wanted to join the army is you know i had school and i was like okay this you know i like well, i don't i don't really like it that much but i was so sick of learning things out of a book i was like i want to go do something else yeah. where it's very practical stuff but it wasn't because i was bad at school it's because i wanted more well-rounded yeah, life experience. A bit more than just that. Yeah, and then you guys saw the exact same thing after a certain amount of time in the army. You just went, oh, it's too much physical, you know. It's too <laughs> much of the body and not enough up here because yeah. eventually you just go, fuck, I'm starting to feel dumber and dumber. Imagine how those fucking warrant officers feel. Like, <laughs> they're basically, you know, retard level. <laughs> no wonder they only give Louis Colonels like an 88 on the fucking on the, yeah, the ATAR, ATAR scale. <laughs> yeah. Because those guys have been doing the same fucking thing for like 10 years. They're basically brain dead. Yeah. <laughs> Just vegetables, yeah. Yeah, so if you are a warrant officer and you're watching this, have a good hard look at yourself because <laughs> you're probably an asshole. We can, <laughs> I can finally say whatever we want about warrant officers. Yeah, with, you can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, I mean, there's there is a point to be made there. Like, if you keep doing the same shit over and over, no matter how good at you, how good you are at it, you reach a ceiling, you know, mm -hmm. you, without adding external stimulus or without going through change or without putting yourself through discomfort, there is no adaptation. Mm. So if you want to get really fucking good at something, throw yourself in the deep end every single time and force yourself to do it in a way that you don't think is going to work. Like you know? import. Uh, an electric motorbike. Sure. <laughs> I have no end. idea how to fucking do it. Yeah. Or build, 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 build a yeah. battery. Because if you play it safe, so safe that it's not a challenge or not difficult or whatever, all the time with anything in your entire life, you will never fucking get anywhere. You'll never make any progress because you're constantly going, oh, no, this is what I'm good at. This is where, this is where mm. I'm comfortable. This is my zone. This works for me. And if it keeps working for you, eventually it's just doing, it's not contributing to your life. You know, so that's why, I mean, the gym is a fucking great example. 
if I got Dan to constantly do 60 kilo bench press, he'd get pretty good at 60 kilo bench mm. press, but he wouldn't get any fucking stronger. Mm. You know, we could do as many reps as we want. We'd get really, really good at doing reps at 60 kilos, but I could then give him 80 kilos. He's probably going to suck. Yeah. You know, so there has to be something called progressive overload. It works for your brain as well as your muscles because your muscles control your brain, right? So if you want to get better at something in life, whether it be, I don't know, design or being a fucking doctor, whatever, it can't be easy all the fucking time because if it's easy, it means you already know that shit. Mm, yeah. You have to do the things you don't know if you want to get better. So it's just my little brand about so Welcome. Could we'll be turning this into an hour-long motivational speech. <laughs> yeah, oh, so yeah. Click yeah. that for Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to. My motivation is more like tough love though, I think. <laughs> 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 like I, we had a client in today and Dan came downstairs and said, oh, how are you going? Yeah. <laughs> He was like, oh, you know, he thinks I'm doing well, so it's all good. And Dan just goes, oh, that's pretty good. He's pretty hard to please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The problem is that client is a beginner. Mm. And so basically if he's turning up to the gym, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. With you guys, nothing will ever be good enough. Be better. Yeah. yeah. Because you're already at a level where things, and that's why I expect so much of, and this is, I mean, you should have high expectations of yourself, mm. not so much that you're like, detrimental and you think you're never going to be good enough whatever but someone in the chat <laughs> <laughs> but you should be able to say to yourself oh could i have done better at that task or you know what did i do that's why it's a good thing to record this stuff like training programs whatever you can go what did i do last week when i did this task? how can i do it differently or better this time so that i make progress and it's not just the same fucking thing every time you know there has to be a certain expectation that you know you guys are strong both of you but if be you want to get stronger yeah. <laughs> yeah then we can't just be happy with where you are mm. all the time there always has to be something new to work on if you just walked into the gym and did the same fucking thing over and over nothing would get any better yeah. trent just jumped on and gave us gave you the thumbs up about that. hey trent hope hey, you're trent. feeling super fucking motivated after yeah. my welcome rant. i think he missed most of it he only That's just got on. i can start again yeah we'll start again <laughs> um, no you can't because we're into the last five minutes now. oh shit <laughs> i was looking at the facebook yeah the timer. facebook one's a bit behind thanks for tuning in anyone that did i yeah. feel like it was mostly just me ranting about we had a heap on instagram but well, i think facebook good done something oh, yeah. to me and didn't you? Yeah, I'm a camel. I don't think Facebook <laughs> alerted anyone that we're online. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for watching. If you did tune in, we do really appreciate the questions. Yeah. It's been an interesting chat today, actually. Yeah. Well, and, and we... Marshall's really loves neurological pathways or chatting about them. I do. And it is interesting. And some, I, think, I think it's something everyone should know because people oh. are probably familiar with things like muscle memory or just being natu like, naturally, you know, good, naturally at good at something. It doesn't, doesn't exist. <laughs> Because, you know, and but there's a thing for that and it's, you know, neuropathways or, you know, I'm not used to this. And yeah. that's all because you've built those neuropathways doing the same thing or certain mm. things over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, what we did. It was just helping Chris move into the batch pad. Oh, oh the batch that's right. Pad. He's moving in. Yeah. yeah. We had this discussion the other day. Not a mm. batch pad as long as she knows about it. Yeah. <laughs> so if he doesn't tell her, batch pad. <laughs> but we don't, we don't condone that sort of stuff though. Yeah. Not but us. I assume she knows. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think last couple of minutes, yeah, um, we will be live at five Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday, yeah. Yep. So tomorrow. basically every week until the end of time. So yeah. uh, we don't age. We're just <laughs> <laughs> you can just keep tuning in for the next million years. Yeah, 
we'll adapt to any new platform. Yeah, and um, think of some questions. You know, if you do tune in regularly and you want to hear me rant about literally anything, I'll do it. Thank um, you for anyone that did contribute. Yes, we do appreciate it. Uh, tell them about the podcasts. Podcasts. So we have podcasts. Um, new ones have gone up. Right. We had, yeah, we have got a couple of new ones based. So a lot of our podcasts are based on the articles that me and Marshall, Marshall and I have written. Um, Lani just came in last second. <laughs> oh, Lani, my sister? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you dumb bitch. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have a... Po- <laughs> Wait, might have to edit that out. No, we can't. It's okay. live. <laughs> uh, we've got our podcasts on Spotify and YouTube where we talk about our articles and some training and some other stuff. And we put all our live fives up there as well. Uh, on Spotify, we're the hard way. Anvil TD podcast and on YouTube our channel is Anvil Training Development. Yes, yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah so, so check us on, out if you want to. Yeah, check us out. Yeah, it's all up. It's all up there. If anyone wants to watch anything or rewatch stuff, it's all there. We've got another thirty-two or something articles coming out as podcasts, and we write an article every month. Yeah, we get external people to write articles for us. We already we always appreciate submissions. So you know, if you guys are particularly passionate about something training development something education business whatever it might be motivation hit us up we you know we'll happily have a look over it and post it yeah yeah definitely um other than that i guess see everyone at 5 p.m tomorrow yes in 23 hours time tell your friends your parents your children say hey to mom (laughs) i'm sure there's a bunch of kids out there that could uh use advice (laughs) from us (laughs) um None of us have kids, so we do give the best advice. Yeah. Your children will ask you horrible things yeah. after we are done with them. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> yeah, not a child-friendly show, but just whatever. <laughs> Thanks right. for tuning in. We're done. We love okay, you guys. We're done. There we go. Okay. See you tomorrow.